gather round, it's time for the big pen. Hold down, kick out your heels, jump up and down, shut your eyes and whirl around. Reach out your hand and if no one's there, grab your own hand, dance round in a square. When you're doing the big pen, hold down, gotta have a collar you can trust. Oink, oink, oink. Here. Oink. Move. Whack. All right. Time for the pig pen. We've all been aware and exposed to certain counterfeit and bootleg items. Mm-hmm. One time, I saw a guy that was real proud of these new sneaks he got in Tijuana at a discounted price, his Mikey tennis shoes, <laughs> and right, and then, and I saw a Mexican man that thought he had a guest jacket, but it was spelled goose, like yeah, Seuss. I've seen them all. Yep, I like to call those imposters. The way that relates to what we're going to do here today is, we have a lot of really good ticket sponsors, ones that we've developed close personal relationships with, and every once in a while. There are imposters. There are products out there that try to sell themselves like they might be like a great chicken place like Raisin Cane's or a great transportation outfit like Von Lane. But they're not quite the same. They're just off. They're just off a little bit. Well, some of them have tried to permeate the ticket spot sets and we busted them. So we're going to play some of these for you now. Okay. Let's start with number one. See if you can detect this one, Eric Moss. Luxury. Performance. Experiencing the wind in your hair. Sitting atop 300 horses of advanced German engineering. Plush seats. A 400-watt Bose sound system. And all the -the top-of-the-line amenities you've come to expect from a BMW, and all of these glorious things await you in our state-of-the-art showroom, just a short drive up the toll road to Spring Creek Parkway at Vlasic BMW. Vlasic BMW, the first luxury car made entirely of pickles. (laughs) If you want a car made entirely of pickles, come to Vlasic BMW. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) See, they try to trick you into thinking you're going to classic BMW, right. and then you show up at this place, and what are you doing? Yeah, you're driving you're off the a... lot in a car made out of pickles. I thought it was going to be a classic BM. No. <laughs> no. It's classic BMW. Don't be fooled. No. Don't go there. Go They're to classic BMW. Yes. yes. All right, Mike, this one yeah, man. <laughs> might be near and dear to your heart, because well. I think you're one of the chief spokesmen for this wonderful chicken emporium. But don't be fooled by these guys. When was the last time you had a nice basket of hand-battered chicken tenders? Maybe some delicious waffle fries? Well, our guess it's been way too long. Here at Raisin Cane's Chicken Tenders, we've got you covered. Delicious made-to-order tenders, hot, salty waffle fries, and a nice sweet tea to wash it down. Yeah, man, we got all that here at Raisin Cane's. But we're not like every other chicken tender joint, because at Raisin Cane's, 
All our chicken tenders are made out of 100% real California raisins. That's right, raisin canes. What could be better than biting into that crispy hot fried batter to discover a warm, purple, sweet, gooey concoction of delicious raisins? And our waffle fries? Made out of raisins, too. <laughs> Don't forget to quench your thirst with 32 ounces of pure raisin juice iced tea. So unite, raisin lovers, and come to Raisin Canes. And don't forget our new concept restaurant coming soon near you, Turkey Monkey. Turkey made out of monkey. Man, that sounds good. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, so it's the... Oh, so it's Raisin yeah, Canes. It's the raisin- crispy... Bread on the outside uh-huh. and raisins on the inside. Hot raisins on the inside. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the, problem, the problem is they just eliminate the apostrophe. Right. So it's not it's, raisin yeah. canes. It's raisin. it's raisin canes and chicken fingers made out of right. raisins. Yeah, right. man. Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there at all. And finally. Yeah, man. All right. And finally, <laughs> Corby, this one's near and dear to your heart. I think you're a spokesperson for this wonderful, wonderful, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's like a, it's a, a big it, bus that'll take you to Austin, right? Yes, it's a luxury motor coach. Okay. Yes, a luxury motor coach. Yes. Go with Vaughn Lane, not these guys. Okay. Hey, bros. You planning a trip to Austin from Dallas anytime soon? Tired of making that boring trip by yourself down I-35? Fed up with those so-called luxury buses that are basically overcrowded minivans with lousy Wi-Fi? <laughs> well, those days are officially over. The next time you have to go to Austin for business or otherwise, call Von Crane. That's right, <laughs> Von Crane. Now, you can have a unique travel experience by riding to Austin in a crane. In a crane? <laughs> yes, you'll sit atop a crane 100 feet in the air in a tiny unair conditioned pod experiencing the gorgeous views of Hillsboro, Waco, Temple, and Pflugerville while going at a leisurely pace of 4.5 miles an hour. What? Sure, it takes 11 days to get there, but think of all the work you'll get done on your 3G smartphone because there's no Wi-Fi in a Von Crane. And Von Crane is one of the more affordable crane ride-sharing apps, costing only $800,000 one way. And that cost goes primarily to permits, as the state of Texas will have to shut down an entire lane of 35 South. But hey, it's worth it, because you're in a crane. Hello. I'm former Heisman Trophy winning running back Ron Dane, and I love Von Crane. So what are you waiting for, dude? Visit www.voncrane.idiot for a $5 off online coupon. Good for your next trip on Von Crane. Take it from me, Ron Dane. You're going to love Von Crane. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a real bad deal. So you're alone. Uh Uh-huh. In a crane, yeah, you're with Ron a, Dane. He's not <laughs> with crane. you. He's someone just, they hired Ron Dane. Maybe he's driving a, the. Maybe he okay. is. Okay, all right, but there's a guy driving. Yeah. And you're just up top. It's 100, 100 degrees. 100 degrees. 100 feet in the air with no air conditioning. Going to Austin at about five miles an hour, and it costs 1.6 million dollars round trip. And it's going to take 11 days to get there. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Going. But you're in a crane, and you can use your 3G. Right. There's no Wi-Fi in Von Crane. <laughs> 
So, yes, please avoid these imposter sponsors, as we like to call them. Thank yeah, you, man. The, yeah, thank yes. you, Pig. If nothing else. Listen to all our commercials very carefully. Make right. sure you get the right thing. Nothing else. We have Yale, Stay away man. from Von Crane. <laughs> yeah, man. The ticket. D-E-A-T-H. What does that spell? Death, 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 death. Mm-mm-mm. Well, the weekend was kind of a weird one because a guy that is closely tied to this particular radio program checked out at the age of 55, and I had no idea that this was this guy was dealing with anything, certainly that he was this close to dying. I didn't know how bad it was, but I knew that he was having some problems, and I found out about a month ago, I think. We are speaking of Skid Row lead singer Johnny Solinger. Now, the reason he's closely tied to this show is because Johnny is from Dallas. Yep. He was in a band that he fronted for a long time that took his namesake. They were called Solinger. And they were in the game when I moved here in 86. And I knew him early on playing hard rock and metal back in the day. And his band played at all the clubs we did. You can you could have seen Sahara Rain and Solinger on the same bill. Or at least maybe they would play one weekend, we would play another. But I was in proximity to that dude for a good three years. And, you know, lost touch because I got out of that scene. Right. Um, But he stayed stayed in it, or that particular style of music. He stayed in it, and I guess after Sebastian Bach left or got fired from Skid Row, they needed a lead singer, and that was kind of a a lot of... There was a big talk around town for that, but when Johnny ended up auditioning for the gig and subsequently got the gig to be the lead singer for Skid Row and remained their singer for years... Until 2015. Until about, yeah, five or six years ago, they... He left the band, whether he was fired or quit on his own, I don't know, but he was no longer with them as of about six years ago. I feel like you guys covered this at at least a close enough range that I was pretty familiar with with his story because of you guys. Oh, like, yeah. I, I would not know that. Oh, I mean, he, I wouldn't have known him No, had oh, it not was, been for the ticket. He was a P1, and he... I don't know what the... You got the backstory. Yeah, the cat can set up. But anyway, Johnny announced a month ago, I think it was either on Facebook, was it? Facebook on May the 8th. Yeah. So a, a little over a month ago that he was suffering from a pretty serious liver disease, a liver illness, and was you know, heavy of heart and trying to, you know, very conflicted about asking for help. But I think he was oh, started he a, a GoFundMe account to help with his medical bills because, as you always hear... I have it here. Musicians, uninsured, he needed help. and He said, it's with a heavy heart. I must let everyone know what's going on with me and my health. I've been hospitalized for over the last month. I've been diagnosed with liver failure. Prognosis is not good. As with most musicians, I don't have health insurance. It's very difficult to get proper care without it. I'm currently under at least seven different medications, and I need to have my abdomen drained of fluid that gets accumulated every couple of days. I've lost a lot of strength and will require physical therapy as well. At the moment, I'm looking to put uh, putting together some sort of fundraiser to help with the medical bills and with the palliative care I will need in the coming months. 
I'm kindly asking those of you who could help put me put this together to step forward. I would not be asking um, you all this if I don't really need the help. But sadly, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was May 8th. That's how fast this thing progressed. So well, I'm sure it had been affecting him for oh, years, I bet. a long time up to that. So here's the backstory of why we're even talking about him right now. Johnny was a P1. And the early days of the ticket, and I'm talking like 96, yep. 97, the station started in 94. Johnny was a pretty active P1. And to the tune of loving this program. He loved him some hardline yes. with Mike and Greg. He loved Mike and Greg. And for yeah. those who don't know, Mike Reiner, Greg Williams, they founded this time slot, or not this time slot, this show, um, and then Grego went away in 2007 Seven. or whatever. Yep. But, yeah, Johnny was a not only a P1, he was kind of a thing, like Danny said, in the 80s and 90s oh, yeah. in the Deep Ellum scene. They, and, were, they were one of the bigger bands that, that came out of here in, in the late 80s. And he wanted to participate he wanted to help out yeah he knew that they were into more than just sports and so according to jeff catlin who was the producer of the hard line back mm-hmm. then he says he reached out to me as a p1 and this would have been in 97 yep he says he reached out to me as a p1 with uh because of our metal bond cat was in the metal scene too he was more hair, hair metal than i was so i used to tease him all the time span solinger was pretty big locally in the 90s in deep ellum like we said he made the Diamond Talk theme to kind of show me and to participate in the ticket. Like, here, here's this. I can do more. There's more where that came from. Mm-hmm. So, this is what he did. He put this together. If you've ever listened to Diamond Talk. Always do. This is run for how many years mm-hmm. now? 25. 20, 25 years or so. Yeah. Never, never miss an episode, Ty. Thank you. So, here is You're a liar. the late, the great Johnny Solinger. And his band. I love the and Diamond Talk. God, it's so crazy. Frequently, the best part of Diamond Talk is the theme song. Well, Hammer, the Rangers lose another one. <laughs> ah, yes, best theme sucks. Time in the ball game: four hours and seventeen minutes. Wish you were lying. So then Johnny would call in. We got to see the entire bullpen tonight once again. <laughs> With Dale Mahorsic closing the thing Once again, a position player pitches. <laughs> uh, Johnny would call in, though. Johnny was a regular. Yep. And then Johnny, out of nowhere, like you said, became the lead singer of Skid Row. Now, granted... Yeah, dude, Skid Row. Danny. You don't know... You may not know this at the... At, at the time, they weren't as big as they were, but when they were big... They were huge. They were huge. Huge. Uh, Mega Dittles. For those, 18 to Life was a massive, yeah, pull massive up, radio hit. 
This isn't Johnny, obviously. No. This is, this is Bass. This has 150 million spins on the Spotify. Worth every one. It's a good jam. Man, this rocks. I don't know if I've ever heard it all the way through. <laughs> Shut up. I'm dead serious. Where would this have been played? The Z-Rock, bro. Q102. Is Q102 playing this? They so. went over to this side? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This Especially at night. This what, was... What year would this have been? Right in the heart of Def Leppard uh, popularity. Yeah, released June of 89. Yeah, this was a big kind of metal power ballad that crossed over. Yeah. Yeah. Number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Crank it, Glenn. So much hair. So what happened with Sebastian Bach? Did he get kicked out? I don't Did know. he leave? You know how those things go. Yeah. One one team says one thing, one says the other. Well, so here's this P1 who does the Diamond Talk theme, and he suddenly got the Skid Row gig. Yeah, Unreal. audition for it. I think he documented a lot of this on with Mike and Greg. Yeah, he Talking did. about how... Yep. You know, yeah, I'm I'm trying out for Skid Row. When he got the gig, he came on and told him, and they were all just couldn't believe it. It was a big deal, I feel man. Like we almost may have scoffed at him, like, oh, yeah, like you're gonna get that gig. You Maybe. know, I think this might have been before our time. Maybe so on the show, but because we were in 2000, 99, I started 2000, in ninety nine yeah. here. It, it was a big deal, man. I yeah. remember, like, wow. The Skid Row, and he instantly the guy I who mean, did the Diamond Tuck theme, and they weren't yeah they weren't Skid Row, but they were still playing shows to thousands Dude, of people. You have a hit like that, you're going to be able to have a career, at least making a living doing it, these kind of nostalgia tours. It was only ten years after this too. It wasn't right. like it was thirty. I mean, this True. was. They weren't that far. Again, that whole genre of music got waylaid by another style of music, mm-hmm. but still. They lived on through Beavis and Butthead episodes. It's though. only 10 years after. So, yeah, they were still able to play big shows. And, I mean, he would come on after, uh, you know, in the ensuing years, like, oh, I couldn't believe I got to do this and play this. And, I mean, yeah, it's it's freaky. And, dude, he he was always a real sweetheart, a lot of energy. Um Great personality. I didn't know him. We weren't friends, but we crossed paths a lot and ran in the same circles. I didn't know a lot of his friends. He probably didn't know a lot of mine, but, you know, we were in the scene together. And as far as a rock singer, a metal singer that does what he does, he's great. Yeah. He's, I mean, listen, here's a a Skid Row track from what, what, is this 2008? 2000. Three. 2003 Thick okay skin. so this is probably one of his earlier efforts in recording with that band on an album they did called thick skin and this is an, a song off of it that isn't explicit that i can actually play but the dude had the voice man that acdc gravelly being able to hit a high, high notes and the low stuff yeah I love how they were really borrowing a lot of grunge stuff, but still being the metal band guys. 
Heck yes. Yeah, he had a pretty kick-ass voice, man. Yeah, he did. So I hate hearing this. I knew we? that it wasn't good, but I was I, I was really surprised when Dude, we found out he that here. he passed away yesterday. I don't know where he was. This made the front page of the USA Today online. I mean, I have a feeling that he was here in in the D. That he ended up here, yeah, and not a lot. I mean, again, his he's from here. Yeah. His family, I mean, maybe his parents aren't here, but yeah, I don't know. His fa- he has family here. There's no doubt. I can't claim to have been close with the guy. Yeah, um, but what a really sad, tragic way. Horrible liver failure at 55. He partied. I don't know if that was a contributing factor. It typically is in, sure. in situations like this, but not always. I've heard of people that never drank a day in their life and have had cirrhosis and right. li- liver conditions. But you know, Johnny was in freaking Skid Row, and I. Hung out with him and saw him out and about, and he like everybody else. He went hard. Yeah, he went to. He enjoyed life. We'll put it that way. Well, that was a weird one when I got the message that Johnny Solinger had checked out. It's sad, man. I mean, you, you, you. I, I hadn't seen him in years and years, so I just remember him as the little skinny young guy, even though he was three years older than me. In in Solinger, and to think of him as a gosh five years away from being 60 and dying of liver failure it just it just illustrates we're all on that same boat and it's it's do gonna we, it, our own personal boat is gonna sink at some point and do we know if he um had family did he have a a wife or kids or anything like that man i'm sure we're gonna find out on twitter in the break but i don't know man it doesn't say like i'm on his wikipedia page and it doesn't say anything about um kids or anything like that no idea well whatever man i uh you know we certainly owe johnny a big giant stay hard because he contributed and helped out during the uh the early portion of this show and he's got a song that'll live into perpetuity and you get to hear it 50 60 times a year if you're listening to diamond talk 28 years strong hot dogs hot dogs hot dogs baseball Baseball. Yeah. yeah Right, you go back and forth. Yep. You watch baseball, then you have a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Then, then you, you watch baseball. Dog, yeah, right. And, and then, then you, you watch, watch baseball. baseball. Right. Don't, don't get confused. Just follow the directions. Uh, if he is uh, voted in, which I feel like he's already has enough votes to get voted in, he joins Ned Beatty, and we are, I think, unless my accounting is wrong, B.J. Thomas in the last trifecta. Okay, Ned Beatty. So we have two. Ned's going to be a little weirded out with that knock on the door. <laughs> He's just glad it's not somebody from the well, Appalachians. I bet probably. you the feeling will be mutual. Yeah. Boink. Yeah. Uh, it says here in 2008, Johnny pursued a country music solo career. That's right. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. We actually played some of the stuff. He he tried to go country. Country. Yeah. Yeah. I remember playing some of that stuff on on this show. Huh. That yep. would be interesting to dig up. Yeah. So to speak. As it were. Well, stay hard, Johnny. Stay hard. The ticket. Bob's World, Bob's World, Soccer, NFL, Bob's World, Bob's World, F1, Golf, Bob's World, Bob's World, Big Green Egg, 
flip-flops, Bob's world, Bob's world, Peloton, Hispanic girls, it's the Bob's world theme song. Now, here's Bob. Wow, thank you, thank you. I don't know about the unnecessary flatulence at the end. I think the guy that did that just kind of gave up at the end. Oh, okay. My, uh, farted and fell out. Uh, Brett was very impressed with uh, the new Bob's World theme song. Oh, he was? <laughs> yes, did he, he feel like the guy hit all the uh, the key points? Yes, uh, after his big uh, Scarface debut, his review or whatever it was. Well, uh, tell he... Brett to email us any more additions that need to go on those Yeah, because he would know. Yeah, he, he would know. know. Maybe some behind-the-scenes things about Bob that not everybody knows. Do we got to sponsor anything? American Leak Detection. Wow. You see me? Yeah. Act like wow. I didn't know if this segment was sponsored. Uh, uh, any uh, major companies out there that are paying exorbitant amounts of money. Get behind this There's, freight train. Meanwhile, the old pig pen and community <laughs> quick hits just floating out in space. Unfortified. Your day will come soon, soon enough. Soon, little buddy. Hang in there. Uh, our friend Augie. Uh, sent me a question for a future episode of Dad's Life, but it felt like urgent because we're headed into vacation season. And so he said, hey, quick advice, please. Mm-hmm. I know uh, you're a dad. I'll leave out the adjective where he was complimentary of my dad's skills, but I'm not sure I'm uh, worthy of compliments. But he says he has three boys, 14, 12, and 10. Any advice on good sports books they might like? Struggling to find something and uh, would really appreciate your counsel in finding sports books for the, for the young boys. Now, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat here. That's a really difficult question based solely on the idea of, A, I know almost no 14 to 10-year-old boys that read books. Mm-hmm. And B, I don't know how into sports your boys are. So my quick answer is buy them some Sports Illustrated so they can read, you know, eight to ten page features on their favorite athletes and kind of take it from there. And then they're going to want to go play video games again anyway. Do you guys have anything off the top of your head? I mean, I have books, but the 14-year-old might be into them. The 10-year-old might be trying to figure out which base to run to. So I have no I, idea. Honestly, I'm going to answer that with, that's the dumbest question you've ever asked, sir. Oh, no. Why? That's, uh, that's very it's harsh. It's dumb. You know why? Kids don't like to read. <laughs> God, they don't. We want did you like to, to read when you were a kid? I did. I loved it. In elementary school, I did. But I would read Absolutely things Absolutely loved like it. what you were talking about. I would read strange but true sports stories. I mean, I'd like... I, or the Ken Stabler story. I read all of the Hardy Boys novels, every single one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I read a ton. And I, I, and I read whatever was required. Passed that along to the oldest. He read more than I did. Yeah, and my kids... Well, my youngest is a fantastic reader. The other two were good readers until we they got phones. Which is why the third kid the is being shortchanged the phone <laughs> very quickly. But man, they're they're so into the Harry Potter stuff and and uh, all of the similar books that I I just don't think sports books are necessarily in their game. But the Franco Harris story, he'll love it. The fourteen year old might like Friday Night Lights. You know he, what? If he likes football, that's on my short about list. To be in high school, go. Friday Night Lights is a good one. I know this might be a 
bit. Uh, um, Do they have pictures? No. I like pictures. You know, all the ones I like, like Loose Balls, the ABA story, I can't imagine handing that to a 14-year-old. Or uh, Cotton Bowl Days, the story of the early Dallas Cowboys. No. Or Seasons in Hell about the early Rangers. I, those are really good and easy to read books. the history of horse racing? Bronx Zoo is awesome, but man, I don't know. A 12-year-old might not have any interest in that. Let me see if I can interest you in the Jim Plunkett story, the saga of a man who came back in yeah, 1981. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, To man. the tune of my sixth grade teacher saying, will you please stop doing book reports on quarterbacks <laughs> from the 70s? Oh, Steve Barkowski this month. That's great. Now, that book, Mobile or whatever, the, the little catalog you get that was maybe about six pages. Yeah. You'd order from that from that thing, and I always got it was this sports book that had many biographies, and it was four guys. Right, it was always four dudes in the NFL, and it was like Jim Plunkett, uh, Steve Grogan, Jim Zorn, and Franco Harris. Yeah, and you'd read every word of every one of them and learn everything that your little mind could grasp on right. these NFL greats. Augie, Steve I just Steve Grogan. I think. Why don't you keep Sports Illustrated in business? They'll do a feature on Dame. They'll do a feature on Messi or something, and I bet you they'll like that. I don't. Otherwise, yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, went to fireworks on Saturday. Told you about that over at Clyde Warren. Beat the crowd. Went early. Went a week early. I did, and you know, I feel like um, I feel like I'd like us at some point to get our rankings of like the patriotic songs for July 4th and like Christmas carols. I, I feel like all those get shortchanged when it comes to rankings. Uh, cause I was always a hark the herald, uh, angels sing, uh, enthusiast, you know, at, at church when we had to do Christmas songs, but I kind of thought silent night might be a little overrated. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I would always have these in my head. Yeah. But now the fireworks are not necessarily using the, um, What's the uh, most famous fireworks song that they always play at, at da, DC? Da, 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 that one, and then... That's that one. Yeah, that's what it is. But, uh, of course, over the years, they've switched to pop music. And I was uh, Shazammy, not that you need to, because uh, here, uh, pot me up. Of course, uh, this is going to be hot if we're doing... Um, if we're doing fireworks, we gotta we gotta have all the songs with uh, USA in them. God. So we get a little melon camp here first, and you know it's for fireworks, dude. It's America. Every effing fireworks show. It's the same crap. I think it is. It's never going to change. You don't like R-O-C-K in the USA? No, Danny, I don't. What are you, a communist? Mate, yeah, I think I am. Oh, there's a red one. Oh. Love it or labor in the USA. Yeah, you gotta love it, I guess. Okay, and then we uh, we go into another favorite that everybody likes. Uh, let's see how long this one takes to beat you down. Uh, ready? This is the best one. No, it's not. Wait, Give me is the little Lil Wayne remix. Is this Miley Cyrus? No. Oh, what's this? This is the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, this sucks. 
What's the Miley Cyrus one? <laughs> well, hold on. We got to go through the list properly because I was shazamming my little heart out. Not that a lot of these need it, but uh, that song sucks. We went right. What's in, that song called? We went right into this one for fireworks. <laughs> Just you and Big Smooth going over there. Yeah, this, Lord, this is when. Oh, boy, this is when I immediately stopped taking him with any remote element of seriousness. You had to move on. Even you've been leading to this, Lenny, but I'm, you're getting free passes on your crappy albums. Oh, really? You even, covered this? Even Big Smooth Bye-bye. went to the bathroom during this song. <laughs> I mean, the whole video is with Old Glory behind girls. Yeah. Which, you know... Who, who wasn't taken in by the Stars and Stripes swimsuit? Oh, yeah. I, I still love it. I mean, you can wear it all you want it's if a, you're built properly. It's a true classic, isn't it? This one, I think, is probably the clubhouse leader and the best song for this occasion. I'm just going to say it. And uh, it's probably... Like a house of cards. Skip to the... Oh, is this Katy Perry? Yeah. This is... Uh, Rocket or Fireworks. Fireworks. Yeah. This this one kind of worked. I got. I can't lie. Even the most cynical had to like this when uh, the lights are illuminated. The sky. Like she wrote a song for fireworks shows, yeah. didn't she? And she's winning. Yeah. Can't say I haven't heard this around the house in the last year during workouts. Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah, this, is a, this is a Peloton song. <laughs> it really is. It screams Peloton. Let's get it going now. Get up the third. In Dallas, go. It's a planking song, too, I guess. <laughs> All right, so that one got the crowd going. But here's one I didn't know about, because if we were to make a ranking of patriotic songs that beat you, it would absolutely be... This one for me. I want. I want to just be for, forthright that this one beats me more than any patriotic song of all time. I'm. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a flawed guy. But if you want to, just hit me right in the groin. Roll out Lee Greenwood. Oh, is this God bless? God the bless USA? the USA. Yeah, it's the. I mean, look. Just my children and my wife. My uncle would literally grab a boombox, unironically, on the 4th of July and crank this about 20 times in a row. I'm sorry. And you couldn't really challenge it because the lyrics are, you know. I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men. This is why I hate old people. You don't get it, Corby. <laughs> well, this is one of the that, that is truly one of the worst songs ever written. I agree. However, they played a version of it Saturday night. From what? That your Radiohead? Boy, that your boy didn't know about. So let's roll that a one. A British band? <laughs> This is where I really needed. Tomorrow, all the things were gone. I've worked for all my life. I'm like, wait a minute. Beyonce? Somebody is covering Lee Greenwood? Why? Who is doing this? 
It's Beyonce. What are you doing, Bay One? Are you serious? God! What a money grab! She didn't have enough cash. She must be trying to nest some away to leave Jay-Z. For Dingu. Why is this so much cooler than the original? <laughs> she didn't toot. <laughs> Never knew this. Never knew it existed. Apparently it's like 10 years old, too. But I didn't hear it until the fireworks show. And I got to say, she wore it better. Did they play uh, uh, this? You can pull this up, Mino. Oh, this is an ad. Did they play this commercial? No, I don't think they did. Uh, did they play Toby Keith? No, they did not. Because that Toby Keith song, courtesy of the red, white, and blue, you can pull it up now, is... American girls Yay. and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always... Man, I gotta stand. Yeah, you need to stand. I can't believe you're sitting down right now. There's a lot of men. Lee Greenwood, Toby Keith, uh, freaking Bruce Springsteen with Born in the USA. They ruined that song. They've taken an anti-Vietnam War song to make it like the most patriotic song ever, which it's not at all. Yeah, that's what you say. Now, I know. This actually kind of rocks. What, Bob? We did Holy, this. this is your friend. Don't, don't be smashing him, man. This yeah, is your bestie. Danny and I did this at Summer Bash. Oh, you did We should do it again. We never did this. Yeah, we did. Or maybe it was me and Jake. I didn't do this. I'm telling you. I'm not you, saying I'm better than this. Right now, not only you did this, this, you did this in, at the, uh, the one up in... Uh, Lake Louisville. There we go. You're high. Say How about when they just play the national anthem? That works too. It's such a give up. This isn't the national anthem? Well, yeah, it kind of is. Or like you're in a good groove and you play like party in the USA and then they and yeah. Miley's cooking and then they switch to God bless America. Like it's just it's all so ham fisted. Well, you do your own fireworks show. And this is the best we can do. Yeah. So anyway, there's a look at your Fourth of July music. Shout out to Beyonce for at least making that song. Why did he hire George Lynch to play guitar on a country song? Because he's Toby <laughs> What a douchebag! Hey, easy. He is a dear, dear Nobody friend. Sucks worse than that. They guy. had one misstep. One song. The rest of his catalog oh, is incredible. Okay. All right. You know what? Pig pen on Thursday. Yes. What do you mean? Here we go. We'll run through his catalog and see how great it is. Food in your hands. It's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the statue who started shaking her That's Bob's world. All right. Sports next. <laughs>